0: Hey, what's the deal? Why haven't you liked any of my Facebook posts? Cast Iron Brains, a podcast that landed upon the shores of the great internet brain iron many years ago and conquered that fertile land for ourselves. Many indigenous podcasts were wiped out in the podcast genocide that followed, which is, of course, regrettable. But the great content maw of time and history wait for no man, nor woman, nor child. And hey, here we are. So it can't have been all bad, can it? My name is Bob, sitting across the way from my good friend and co-host, that's Abe. How you doing tonight, Abe? Doing well, Bob. Yeah, here we are. Lori's here, too. How you doing, Lori?
1: Are we going to talk about football to start, or are we going to wait till later?
2: What a great weekend for football.
0: Today is Monday, October 11th, 2021. It is uh, Columbus Day or Indigenous Peoples Day, if you prefer. It is both of those things. Uh, Is there a dumber point of conversation in the cultural discourse at the moment than the annual Columbus Day discourse? Um, My vote is uh, obviously no. Now, granted, I'm making my vote at the end of a long day, In the content mall. Yeah, I there's gotta be a
1: dumber cultural (laughs) conversation than this one that it lasts a day and goes away.
0: But it's every year. What
2: what is it? Basically they're they're trying to change it from one thing to another.
0: That is the gist of it. Is Columbus good or is Columbus bad? Here's a, a prime example of what it is, because you can always rely on the absolute worst people. In the uh, discourse to say the absolute worst things, right? And you think that, say, for example, Matt Walsh might have said <laughs> something about it, uh, you will definitely find that you are correct that he had something to say about it and it was terrible.
2: This is unfair of me, but why do I associate that guy to you? Like, are you the one that. Because
1: Introduce- that's how you know about him.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think okay. I almost certainly Bob's a big fan. introduced you to his <laughs> wonderful content many years ago. Thank you for that. He's- <laughs> He's a, he's like this psychopathic, authoritarian, uh, Christian sees fascist. sees himself
1: in Matt Walsh.
0: I do not see myself at all in Matt Walsh. He's a nightmare person who believes that, like legitimately expresses fascistic Christian beliefs and that, that America should be a country that is a theocratic state with Christianity at its center.
2: Didn't he say something stupid recently? Like, he tried to downplay some past event to win an argument for today? Like, is he the one? Because I, I forget what it was,
0: but... I don't remember either. Like, legitimately, if there was a conversation happening online and people were having takes, his will be probably the worst one. Right. And even if it's not, then, then he will resort to the worst sort of tactics in making his point. Like, everything is always uh, no true blank would do that. Right, so if, right. if he identifies as a... Man, then no true man would behave in any way against the position that he's putting out there, right? Yeah. So, if he has a position that is a man's position, and no true man would believe anything differently, right? And if it's a if it's a Christian thing, no true Christian would believe anything differently. No true American would believe believe anything differently. Like it's just the dumbest, worst sort of right. uh, so-called punditry. I believe he's roped into the Ben Shapiro Daily Wire.
2: Oh, he's one of those. Proud of
0: people, yeah, but uh, fuck him. And of course, he lives for days like today, where you have just the dumbest possible <laughs> conversation about whether or not we should be talking about Christopher Columbus in uh, celebratory ways, and and how dumb it is to celebrate something called Indigenous Peoples Day for the following reason, he says. On Twitter, I'm happy that this land was conquered. It is an immeasurably better place now than it would have been had Europeans never showed up. I'm proud of our history and grateful. I will never apologize for it. I will celebrate our heroes and laugh in your face when you cry about it.
1: <laughs> he said never showed up. S-H-O-W-E-D.
0: Yeah, if Europeans... Shown had... up. All right. No, it's a twi- I'm not going to get on him for his shitty Twitter grammar, but...
1: If you're going to be a person who's a writer, you have to. No, no, no. He's a
0: content producer. He's not a writer. He happens to use words in written fashion in order to troll people, but that does not make him a writer. No true writer. (laughs)
2: See? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So. See? It's interesting that uh, this indigenous Columbus Day thing is. a thing because I was over the weekend reading random, you know, unrelated to Columbus Day, this book, and they got to uh, John Wayne, that actor, uh, and apparently yeah. he had a similar takes as this uh, Walsh guy, basically saying that the 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 Native Americans were being selfish with all the land, they they didn't want to share, so we had to like you know kill them all or most of them, yeah, and that was like well you know <laughs> you know an opinion to be had.
0: It's obvious that the Columbus Day holiday was stupid to begin with, right? That it was just like a it's just a symbol and it's it's purely an entirely symbolic thing it was apparently created in part as a like like the the whole reason that they played up Christopher Columbus in the first the place was to make italian americans yeah. feel more yeah. included in the in the culture or what have you right. like they they wanted an italian american hero and so they managed to come up with Christopher Columbus like and he's obviously like a bad dude right. like historically he's a bad in the same way that our founders uh, were slavers overwhelmingly except without any of the redeeming qualities where they like set up a system of government that allowed for the end of chattel slavery on the they, they were philosophers of freedom and liberty and all of that he was not that he was just sort of a bad guy but what matt walsh is saying is yeah but i don't fucking care right like he's <laughs> saying
2: if he was even going to admit that much right basically he's just kind of sidestepping that he's not making he's not that's he hasn't said, "Oh, he was a terrible person," but I'm gonna champion him, right. right? No,
0: he's he's flat out saying, "I'm glad that all of the indigenous people were wiped out. I'm glad that there was a genocide because you wouldn't want to live in that sort of a civilization. This, right. civil, this civilization is way better with iPhones <laughs> and cars and shit. So, like, who would choose to live like a uh, native savage, right. you idiots, when we've got this amazing world around us now? Right? And yeah." It is one thing for people to say I would not throw off all the shackles of modernity in order to go back to a, a time from before. But that's a that's a far cry from saying I'm super pumped that there was genocide across an entire continent, right? Right, and also it, it's a weird argument to, to, to suggest that the only path to our
2: present state of things is through, like, genocide. Like, there was no other way. That's right.
0: It's the only— sorry. <laughs> We it's, had to do because it. Because it was what happened. It is, in fact, the only thing that could have happened, and therefore— Here we are. That is how it works. You better not complain about it.
2: I wonder how much these stupid arguments that keep on coming back and forth, uh, that keep on coming, uh, I wonder how much of it is like if we give up on this issue, then we'll lose ground on the next issue. So basically they're like let's hold the line here because if we lose Columbus Day – that many people don't even care about, really, other than because it's a social cultural war. Uh, if we concede this point, then the next step will be, well, let's circle back to Thanksgiving and blah, blah, you know, and then they'll keep on. Right, right.
0: So that's the thing. I will trade, like, I will, I will take on all of this. Yeah. Like, I will, I will accept the awfulness of the of the annual Columbus Day garbage uh, Twitter controversy, like having to listen to people talk about. All of that, I will. I will accept it all. I will suck it in. I will breathe it in. I will wear it for you, you my, could just my people. Just ignore it, right? Or, I, or you could just ignore it. Yes, but only if we cannot have this conversation again in six or seven right. weeks, when <laughs> when Thanksgiving <laughs> happens, right? Oh, you can ignore it both that's times. That's what's. That's what's really obnoxious about it is that we do all of this now, right? And we've. There's not we don't get anything in the bank because of it, right? right. Like we we accept like oh, that's it. fine. Fuck fuck you, Columbus sucked. You're right, absolutely. We like I don't we don't need fucking heroes. We don't need goddamn statues of people who came before and who sucked. We don't need any of that nonsense. But you know, also let let us have Thanksgiving right. for Christ's sake. Right,
2: and also a lot of times these things be- become their own thing, separate from the original reason why it originated. Like,
0: well, I mean. That's the, even all the details about Columbus Day are totally bogus. Like he didn't discover America. He ended up in the, in the fucking right. tropics or wherever the fuck he was. But
2: he got to the New World, you know. They're just kind of like it's a recognition that the, the, yeah, the he Europeans... thought he died
0: thinking he died thinking he made it to India. Right. The fucking idiot. <laughs> like fuck that guy. It's fine. But we don't have to have the argument every goddamn year. Right. And if, and if we've established that this is now Indigenous Peoples' Day, let us have Thanksgiving without all of the attendant uh, uh, guilt and the beating of have one's that. chest. I know you don't, but the, the, the wider culture certainly does.
2: I, I suspect that even if that were to happen, the Thanksgiving stuff would still be an issue, right? I think it, it just seems to be on one side people are very squeamish about the bad things that happened in the past. And so these are like kind of like offerings, like my bad, about all of that that I had nothing to do with. And then the other side is saying, fuck that. That that was the only path forward, to fuck those people right. over, you know. So it's like this is like a stupid conversation happening between two
0: sides every year. The <laughs> same fucking thing.
2: That, maybe It's should... the
0: same fucking grifters who want to have it every year. It's amazing.
2: Maybe maybe just uh, to appease to 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 satisfy no one, get rid of both terminologies. Just say like National Assholes Day, and then they could just meet up the second Monday of October and just be total cunts to each other. And that'll be the. There's
0: something. There's just something about the Columbus Day dialogue that speaks to the moment in a way that a lot of other conversations don't because it's just entirely self-contained. It's entirely masturbatory, on all sides. Yeah. Like on on all sides. (laughs) There's nothing good that comes out of this.
2: And also, I don't. I mean, I only know me and maybe one other person. Who has this day off? It's not even a real holiday. It's like one of the. L- it's a
1: federal holiday, though. Yeah,
2: it's a very low ranked holiday, but it's, as far as recognition. It's got to be. Is it the lowest ranked federal holiday? Like to if be, you were going to do the uh, list? Uh,
1: Veterans Day. Yeah, Veterans I, I had day like, like a, a tier
2: system because it's kind of hard to say what's worse than, you know, President's Day, Columbus Day, you know, those kind of holidays. Veterans
1: Day, a lot of federal offices don't even actually observe and they just do it the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So that's really the one that gets the. The shitter.
2: The big four, 4th of July, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, and then you have the Labor Day, Memorial Day, Memorial day. day and then you have the rest. Yeah. But it, it just seems like it's not it's, it's not a high prestige holiday, so it's not even worth uh, all of this back and forth that people have. But, you know, it's, it spends the same as far as day offs. I enjoy
0: it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's good. I'm glad you enjoyed your day <laughs> off. I, on the other hand, I had to wake up and take the kid to the doctor's office and then i had to watch a braves game so i'm very well prepared for today's show
2: <laughs> but on that point i was uh, i was like oh the braves games like at one and it's a holiday so i was asking around and no takers or mostly no takers because they had to work it's like what do you mean that's a monday it's like <laughs> oh what a bullshit holiday oh like, you should have gone
0: you know yeah go braves by the way yeah up uh by the time this episode drops, they might have won the National League Division Series and moved on to the NLCS.
1: You should be careful there, because also they might not have. They
0: might not have. That's true. <laughs> Speaking of sports, <laughs> though, goes. what a weekend for the Georgia Holy Bulldogs! Shit. No kidding. What a it's
1: the best weekend.
0: Number. When was the last time
2: Georgia was number
0: one?
1: Don't we don't need to talk about that oh. part of At it? The
0: start of the 2008 season.
1: Yes, very wow. briefly. So, lost to Alabama. It was great. Um, but. The rest of the football was also great.
2: Yeah, I know. It actually was a crazy day because the Alabama – I didn't actually catch the Alabama game until the tail end when I was like, oh, wait, it's close. Oh, wait. Yeah. A field goal and then poor Alabama. I was
1: quite literally falling asleep. Yeah. Like didn't think I was going to make it to the end of the game. And then Alabama started coming back. And I was just like, okay, wide awake now. (laughs) So wonderful.
0: Just to go full uh, sports show here for a moment, what I especially liked about the Alabama game is that they have now, for the second time this year, gone up against like a halfway decent team and shown how they are extremely vulnerable. Yes. And vulnerable in ways that the Georgia team is perfectly capable of exploiting and, Like I'm not as I'm not like I think we're actually better than Alabama this year from the games that I've watched.
2: Not even close. I mean, I I know a lot of Georgia fans are not comfortable saying this, but I think this operation steamroll is going to continue throughout. There's, I think this team is appreciably better than all of the other teams that are playing. Because I think my original opinion was like this is just a down year. A lot of teams are not that good. I didn't, and I still don't count Alabama among them, although they have a a, a hole.
1: They're very good, but they're also
2: very good. But there are a lot of teams that are not that good. Georgia is not; they're just really good on defense, especially, especially
0: on defense. On defense, especially, and the offense is like
1: with a backup quarterback and a bunch of backup wide receivers.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and the and as far as the the specifics of the SEC East go, Kentucky (laughs) and Florida are built in very similar ways, where they try to run the ball up the middle against you, and that is just the absolute worst way to attack this Georgia defense. And both of those defenses are exploitable in ways that the Georgia offense should be able to exploit them. So, like, I, I don't think that there's, like, I doubt that we will be anything but double-digit favorites between now and the game in December. Hope so. Right. And then who know who knows what the line would look like against Alabama. But this is a this is a team that's going to be favored in every game for the rest of the year, including and up to the last. Yeah, the, the final four. So. I
1: was explaining to Julia what happened and how Alabama lost. And she said, that's good, right? And I was like, yeah, because the best part of that is maybe we only have to play them once. Right. And beat them once and not twice. And this was a text conversation. And I said, I just want to beat Alabama so bad. And then some crying face emojis. And she said, I don't think that's the correct emoji. <laughs> and I said it is I mean
2: I don't know what what the I mean like a one loss Alabama team and an undefeated Georgia team Georgia's in no matter what in that scenario in the SEC title game like if Georgia comes in uh, you know and, and in that case then it, it would have to be Alabama Georgia twice like they're still, yeah, uh, you know. Which
1: which sounds awful. Right. We don't beat them twice. <laughs> yeah, that's why we the, haven't beaten them once in fucking 10 years. That's why I let them win, win the first one. We don't beat them one. twice this year. Yeah,
2: just let them win the SEC title and then beat them in the playoffs. But so far, so yeah. good. I mean, like I said, Florida's an end in the month, and that's like the last of the challenging games.
1: Okay, well, Kentucky, oh, don't please. do that. Operation stop undefeated Kentucky team. Easy win. I, that's, that can that's be fine. true. This is
0: all, this is all bullshit. Lori's psychological, like, like she's just fearful. But like Kentucky is not a very good football team, and Georgia is going to steamroll them. They're like twenty-four point favorites or something right. against Kentucky, something <laughs> absurd like that. Like, yeah, sure, they're undefeated, and they'll be a top twelve or fifteen team or something like that. But they're not on the same. They're not anywhere near on the same no, level. as No, but this you Georgia can
1: lose is. it. At, we we sure. just watched Alabama. You can lose. lose
0: you can lose anything to so, anyone. In fact, uh, you can lose to a team that's so much. Worse than the than you, that you can be at a watch party, uh, watching your team play and get into a shooting match with them and, oh, and then yeah? be killed. Wait, what's this? This is this is from uh, Alabama dot com uh, a l com. It's a news site. I'm aware of that. The, of that. Uh, Birmingham real-time yeah, Birmingham Real Time News. Argument over Alabama versus Texas A and M game leads to deadly shooting at Jesus Bessemer home. Christ. And I'll just read the ar- article it's very short an argument over the alabama versus texas a&m game led to a deadly shooting at a bessemer home the game was in its final minutes saturday night when bessemer police say two men got into a dispute at a gathering in the 1000 block of 6th avenue north the homeowner asked the two men to leave because they were fighting arguing over which team was better according to (laughs) lieutenant christian clemens once outside, shots were fired, and one of the men, 27-year-old Keeland Ahmad Pickens, was struck. The shooting happened before the game actually ended, which you, would, you could understand that. I mean, if the game was over, then the argument would have been over, That's too, r- right?
1: They missed the best part of the game. Oh, no,
0: why? Pickens was taken to UAB Hospital, where he was pronounced dead at 3.23 a.m. Oh, my God. What I wonder, what I wonder mm-hmm. is, does Pickens know? Did Pickens know... And also, it's not clear yeah, who if is, Pickens yeah, was the Alabama right, right. fan or the AM fan.
1: Nothing's clear. Nothing's clear based on that article. I feel like we need to know a lot more.
2: So there's no money involved in this? They were just having a disagreement? Because, I mean, I assume they came in knowing one was a fan of one team and the other was a fan of the it other. It does
1: not explicitly say that <laughs> one was a fan of one and <laughs> one was a fan of the other. And if I've seen Georgia fans, yeah. I know that. F- th- th- fights happen like this right. all the time. <laughs> it's the alcohol that did well, it. Sure,
0: but the, so the news article does not specify which was the fan of which. Right. But in Bill Maher fashion, where he's,
2: I don't know it for a fact, but I know that it's true. You know that's
0: right. I don't know this for a fact, but I know it to be true. Yeah. The shooter was the Alabama fan, <laughs> right? Like there's no there's no scenario where there's some fucking Aggie who's so mad that's- about his obviously inferior football team, yeah. right? Not getting their just due from this Alabama fan that he shoots him. Like, this was definitely an yeah, Alabama fan. Yeah, or they were both fan.
1: Alabama right. fans. There are a lot of questions. And one of them was, they were just, someone was just being an asshole.
2: Right, <laughs> like, but was this like a big enough of a shot. party that they just didn't know each other, and then they, one was uh, taken aback I read you, by...
0: I read you the entire article, basically, there. I <laughs> well, any you more need details. to do
2: more
1: <laughs> journalist digging, because I'm very curious.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of information we don't know, but we'll get to the bottom of it.
0: I really hope that that poor son of a bitch, Keeland Ahmad Pickens, that he was the A and M fan, and that he died happy knowing that his team had won. Like I hope that they told him on the on that hospital deathbed of his before he finally expired. Yes. That uh, that they beaten Satan and the and the Crimson Tide.
1: Yeah, Saban lost to an assistant. It's possible. It's been done. We can do it. Three a.m. hospital doable.
2: visit. He's probably drunk enough that he's not aware of what's happening. Not to speak ill of the dead, but, you know.
1: Were you going to talk about Calvin's finger?
0: Calvin wants me to talk about his finger, but it's a very boring thing. The only thing I'll say about Calvin... So, Calvin was... Uh,
1: he wants you to talk about yeah, it?
0: Yeah, he's like, did you talk about my finger on the podcast Aww. yet?
2: Aww. <laughs> no. That's what the people want to hear. Have he made a full recovery?
0: No. So, he was uh, at recess last a week ago today, and was playing soccer and gets a soccer ball kicked right at him and it jams his finger. So his pinky gets, like, you know, when something hits your finger and it just kind of slams yeah. up into itself. And it hurts. And it hurts like a motherfucker. And he he came home and it was all bruised and swollen and gross looking. And, I, like, I bent it and, like, wiggled it and he didn't, like, Did freak out. Did you put out. ice on it? No, I didn't put any ice no. on it.
1: No, who would do that?
0: And I was like, you know, if I can bend it and move it around, it's probably fine. I think you'll be okay. And then Lori comes home and she sees it and she's like, Oh, this we need to probably see a doctor about this. Probably
1: broken. It was double the size. Also, no one had put ice on it hours later. So who knows?
0: (laughs) Anyway, so we followed this helicopter mom Lori's <laughs> advice here and take him to the goddamn doctor and spend three hours at we the... We did
1: not go to the emergency room because I'm no idiot. Fool me once, uh, shame on me, you, or something. <laughs> we took him to urgent, urgent care, care yeah. where they don't charge you $400 just for showing up.
0: Right. Yeah, urgent care. He gets the gets the x-ray and I'm looking at the x-ray with a nurse who's been doing this for 40 years and she's like, yeah, I don't really see anything there, but you know, I'm not a radiologist, so who knows. And then the other doctor gets a look at the x-ray at the urgent care, and she says, yeah, I mean, nothing looks bad. It does just looks like a finger. It doesn't look broken. It's like, yeah, I was looking at it. It just looks like a finger. So it's like, I had the exact same right. reading of the x-ray as did uh, this experienced nurse and this other doctor. And they're like, but, you know, we send it to the radiologist, and it's an urgent care, so I— in my mind, it's like some slob sitting at his computer just waiting for emails to come in who's, who has to review the, the x-rays from the urgent care, which is probably not far from the truth, actually. Uh,
2: think we do something. But we get a call
0: the next day, and the radiologist has now looked at it, and the language that they use to describe it is no obvious sign of a fracture, but we cannot rule out. A buckle fracture, which is a certain kind of thing where a growth plate like slides up against another growth plate or something like that. They, but it's hard to see.
2: It's a childhood injury. Right, right. but they, they are the ruling out department, and they can rule it out.
0: Right. So the radiologist, whose whole job is to look at a picture of bones and determine if any of them are fucking <laughs> broken or not, isn't willing to go that far right. and says, okay, we're going to refer you to an orthopedist. It's like, well, but you're the person right. whose entire purpose in life is to look at an X-ray and analyze it and determine what the fuck is going on. And you want me to now go see an orthopedist? This must be a... It's uh, fine.
2: This must be like a... Because of some sort of insurance thing. Like if they... Right. Yeah, so this
1: it's is all what, because of insurance.
0: Yeah. So I call the pediatrician and I because I want to talk to the pediatrician to see what... First of all, does he have an orthopedist that he recommends and also... That is
1: also in network right. and we need a referral. Right.
0: And also... What are you what are your thoughts on this, Mister Doctor Man?
1: Bob really likes our doctor. I do.
0: I like Doctor Michael. He's great, and he says, I, "I tell him what the radiologist says about how you can't rule anything out." He says, "Oh yeah, that, that sounds like a radiologist." You know the radiologists? They've got uh, they've got a state flag. The state flag of the radiologist is the hedge.
2: I he told the joke.
1: Really, <laughs> <like> state flower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the state flower the state is the fla- hedge.
0: The state flower. Oh. You are,
1: the... that is. I can't believe that you told the joke so wrong, and Abe <laughs> thought it was just as funny as if you <laughs> told a, it right.
0: It's a good joke. That's <laughs> the, why the. I can vision, I can picture this guy that told you this. It's... On the state. He says on the state flag. This was the joke as told to me. So you can dump on the joke all you want. But what he said was on the state flag of the radiologist is the hedge <laughs> anyway so I, th- I enjoyed that as somebody who has long not to say that I'm skeptical of medicine in the way that like it's now completely unacceptable right, to say right, that sort of right. thing right because then you get kicked off YouTube and off of Twitter or what have you but so many so much of doctoring is just yeah I don't fucking know let's throw this shit at and see what sticks to right. it and and maybe th- this will be that and you know probably not but you know it doesn't hurt to try Sometimes it fucking hurts to try, I guess, but right. uh, mostly it doesn't hurt to try, so let's, uh, let's just try this. But I, I imagine and it's— And that's exactly what this radiologist was saying.
2: Right, but I imagine that it's because whatever technology we have, however advanced it may be, it still doesn't accurately you know, capture the actual issue because it could be one of many things, or at this point we can't tell what it's going to be, and so there's a lot of we don't actually know.
0: And anyway, so he ends up recommending an orthopedist. We go see the orthopedist. He gets a look at the—he could not have spent more than 5 to 10 seconds looking at the X-ray, this guy, which is fine. Like, he's a specialist. I assume that he can look at an X-ray and know all of the relevant information right right away. Uh, And then he spends maybe 15 or 20 seconds examining the injury now, a week later, and— He makes his diagnosis. He says this is a buckle fracture. It's hard to tell from the thing, but and what I could tell—it's also
1: still swollen and bruised a week later.
0: Right, right, sure. So what I could tell was happening was we don't actually know, but what we do know is that if we stick it in this cast for two weeks and then take the cast off two weeks later it'll probably be fine. Right. So even though I'm going to talk confidently about the things that we definitely know about what's going on inside this person's body, even though uh, you know and I know and I know that you know and you know that I know that we probably don't actually know these things, Yeah. Uh, we're just going to do this thing and the insurance will be billed fucking $2,500 or something terrible like that and hopefully you have good insurance so that you're not billed that amount we of money. We do not
1: have good insurance. We have <laughs> shitty insurance.
0: We have very expensive insurance, though. Yeah, so hopefully... it's shitty.
1: Anyway, that so deductible That's deductible at that's, the end of the year—that's
0: the bottom line—is that he has to wear this, and it's a kind of a cool thing, actually. It, like
1: he looks kind of like a cyborg.
0: Oh, uh, no kidding! It's not a traditional plaster cast where they like they have to wrap your whole arm up yeah. or something like that. They walked in with this weird, like, sort of plasticky, rubbery webbing that was attached to this like Velcro thing. Mm-hmm. And it was hot, like they just microwaved it or something. And they stick his hand in it and then wrap it around his fingers and his arm. And then they wrap that in this, like, ice water bath of uh, of ace bandage. Right. So they take an, an ace bandage out of an ice water bath and then wrap that around his arm. And that cools the cast, which then very quickly hardens it, and it allows it to slip on and off molded, uh, like like a mold of his hand, but you can actually take it off. So that he can like shower and stuff. Nice, but it was very cool, uh, and I'm sure I can't wait to see the itemized bill for that because that'll be <laughs> that'll be fun to know how much this tiny little piece of plastic and rubber and Velcro ends up costing. There we go. Now I can tell Calvin that we talked there about we his stupid arm on the uh, on the podcast. Let's get into the show. Uh, let's get this out of the way. Let's play. Uh, America's favorite game show. It's the hottest thing on three continents. It's now time for America's Favorite Game Show. Did Mark Strassman, CBS News' senior national correspondent, get off a good one?
2: Dr. Luann Woodward. At the University of Mississippi Medical Center, she's
0: the alpha leader fighting the Delta variant. Strassman gets off a good one. A couple
2: hours later, the mob trampled the Constitution. And Roseanne Boylan of
0: Kennesaw, Georgia. <laughs> Ooh, sorry, Mark. Try again next time. Alright, so that is our opening theme. <laughs> I'll get to I'll get to this week's offerings. By the way, that that second one. In the opening theme, where he says, they trampled the Constitution, and this woman. (laughs) It's just brutal. Like, oh, Strauss here, how did you get that past the editors, man? That's incredible. Does
2: he have editors? Maybe he's got, like, card. he can just do whatever he wants, you know? He's the the senior man. Yeah, speaking of which,
0: like, I don't know, obviously this podcast doesn't have much reach, but we first did this, like, a month ago now, almost, or something like that, and... He hasn't gotten off a good one really. The entire in the intervening time, he was off the air entirely for like two weeks. I don't know if he was on some sort of reporting trip or something, but
2: well, you know, vacation.
0: I hope I hope that the people over at CBS didn't get wind of uh, <laughs> of our little game here and <laughs> and sideline him. But uh, but here, this is from uh, this weekend. This is from uh, CBS News Saturday Morning Program. And we will find out, Abe, you will, you will determine whether or not uh, Mark Strassman All right. got off a good one. Mark Strassman traveled to Utah's Zion National Park to brave the crowds while admiring the beauty. Sculpted over millennia, Zion is
2: an oasis in southwest Utah's desert. Towering sandstone cliffs and slot canyons carved by wind and water, a paradise on Earth. It's a geological gem, like the scale of the Grand Canyon and Yellowstone's geysers. Timeless natural treasures, what Teddy Roosevelt called our sacred heritage. But as their popularity grows, America's national parks feel under attack by Americans themselves.
0: (laughs) I think I may have seen this report. (laughs) Uh, Abe, did uh, Mark Strassman discussing... America's National Parks being under attack from (laughs) Americans themselves. Did Strassman get off a good one? No. Ooh, sorry Mark. Try again next time. (laughs) Strassman fails to get off a good one once again. We will play us out here.
1: You don't have to play. You can just edit that back in. I will, but (laughs) for my
0: own edification, I'm going to play us out here. Because I like my theme song. This has been America's favorite game show. Did Mark Strassman, CBS News' senior national correspondent, get off a good one? All right, there you have okay. it. Fun, fun. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get into an article that came out a week ago or so. The article in question, which I know people don't have, not everybody subscribes to the New York Times and their paywall can be obnoxious. But I promise that this is one that is worth reading. Take, take the hit on the, uh, on the article counter and give yourself a couple of hours maybe if you're a slow reader and dig into Who is the Bad Art Friend, which is an article in the Times Magazine.
1: Oh, Soren and Daniel talked about that.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about it.
1: Oh, well, I didn't by read it.
0: Robert Kolker. There are two people at the center of this controversy. They are both... Writers, or they they both self-identify as writers <laughs> yes. anyway. Yeah. Something that I'm familiar with is the the personal self-identification as a writer without actually having done any of the work to call oneself a writer. But uh, nonetheless, they I'm both... I'm sure they're
1: working on something.
0: They both self-identify as writers. I'm sure they writers. spend
1: a lot of time working on it.
0: We have, on the one hand, Don Dorland, and on the other side, we have Sonia Larson. yes. Dawn is, I think we should start with her. Dawn is a writer. She teaches workshops. She has not really had much success uh, publishing anything, but she is an aspiring novelist and essayist, and she teaches these workshops. She's she's attended these workshops. She considers herself part of a writer's community.
2: And it's important to her that she's in this community
0: incredibly important to her yeah. it is a it is as much a personal identity to her as any of the other political identities can be to people where people say i'm a i'm a uh, woman of color right. uh, with with this level of experiences, these different things, like she identifies as a writer in the same way that those people identifying according to their political beliefs. Right. Dawn determines that I believe, as a result of having read an article in the New Yorker some years ago, that she wants to give away a kidney. Right. And not just to anybody. It's not like her mom needs a kidney or something like that. She wants to give away a kidney to a stranger. She just wants to make her kidney available to be plugged into another human being who otherwise would uh, find themselves dying without that kidney, right?
2: And, and I never heard of this term before is that it's a non-directional... I guess that's what it means when you're just kind of putting it... It's
1: like just donating a kidney. It's a thing people do. Right.
2: Basically, if there's a family out there that... Was going to donate themselves. Basically, it was going to create this chain. Like, if you donate to anyone, and then the family who is eligible for it, if someone in that family donates it also in a similar way, maybe they'll get it. I, I, I didn't know that it worked that way. But she's basically donating out of the goodness of her whatever because she had a bad childhood and she wants a
0: lot of credit for doing the bad the, this this deed. It's a it's a drive-by kidneying. She's just she's spraying her kidney out there into the wild. Uh, Not entirely like it's not like she didn't like yank her kidney out and and like run around saying who needs it, who needs it. But there's a there's a way where you you.
1: It's a a normal thing people do.
0: Sure, I don't know if it's a normal thing that people do. It's not unheard of. But right, it's not entirely unheard of because in fact you can live a perfectly normal life afterwards it is an unpleasant procedure of course you have to be put under it's a major thing to have an organ taken out of your body that was previously doing good work but uh, nonetheless you can you can have a perfectly normal life uh, thereafter right so she determines that this is something that she wants to do that is going to bring her some degree of meaning to do this for another human being and that's that's Wonderful, right? I don't think that there's any way that you could spin this in such a way that makes her the bad guy right. in that situation. Um, until you inject Facebook into the <laughs> equation. Which, <laughs> to be
2: fair to Facebook, is just a platform. is a good way to
0: take a good thing and sneakily turn it into a bad thing.
2: Right, but for this story, Facebook is just like the neutral platform, Right. They didn't actually, like,
0: share. Except that Sonya's entire way of understanding the situation is only made possible by the existence of this platform. But you don't think –
2: in the past, I mean, these writers, I'm sure they shared this stuff in – email threads right like you know hey you know i I don't know what the scope of this community was but if they're sharing stories or story ideas or just like how how is your career going and how's my career going like if not for facebook it would be some other thing right maybe
0: but i should i should i should back up a step and say what dawn did so as as dawn is preparing to do this thing she creates a private facebook group let's say you want to Talk about something on Facebook without having to talk about it in front of either your 300 friends or maybe you have like twelve hundred friends right without trying to have this in a public way. It's just another way of having a newsletter. It's sort of the way that we do the fa- the fantasy football thing is we have a, a private group where everybody can talk shit to one another inside the private group without any of it actually going out on regular right. Facebook right. right So she creates a private group so that she can share her journey leading up to the surgery and then everything that comes afterwards uh, as far as uh, what's happening around this kidney donation. And she includes in this relatively small private Facebook group this woman, Sonia Larson, who she believes is a relatively close friend. Yes. right? And so the, the heart of this entire thing sort of comes down to the fact that That there's an imbalance in the perception of the meaningfulness of the relationship between these two people. Sonia Larson thinks of Don Dorland as an acquaintance from a few years ago who she's polite with and who she probably never liked very much. And Don Dorland thinks of Sonia as a close personal friend who she's shared various intimate stories and details with over the years and thinks that, like, they have some sort of connection that Sonia simply doesn't think exists, right?
2: Right. And and it seems like – not to psychoanalyze, but it seems like she, because of her childhood, is seeking out these kind of interactions and these, like, intimate relationships with people and sometimes – it's not received in the same way, but she doesn't seem like she's aware of that. She's like, oh, we're bosom buddies, even though they met like twice and they hang out in similar right. circles, and, but they're and, not really and, close. Right you
0: know? In similar circles, they, they, were in a, they were in a workshop once together or something right. five years ago, right? And like, right. The things that Dawn posts to this private group that is either somewhere between like 30 or 40 or 60 people big at various times through the years are sort of cringy. Like there's no getting around it. The way that she talks about herself in this very private setting feels self-aggrandizing, it feels weird, it feels very much like sort of obnoxious behavior. Uh, but at the same time, this is something this is just a conversation that she's trying to have, a journey that she's trying to share with the people that she thinks like love her more than anyone anyone else on the planet, right? right? and she doesn't realize that Sonia is not in fact one of those people and is in fact like taking screenshots of her posts and making fun of them in a separate group chat yeah, she's not with aware. some of the very right. same people who she's sharing with right? right so it's she's taking it out of this one forum and bringing it into another and shitting all over it right and not only that she writes a story about she begins writing a piece of short fiction that is all about this awful woman who, quote unquote, selflessly donates a kidney, and then the way that she views herself essentially as a white savior. Like right. it's a story that's about the white savior trope, and how this rich white woman uh, with all of this privilege is extracting something from the the Chinese woman of color. Uh, to whom she donates the kidney, right. right? That there's this sort of parasitic relationship, despite the fact that the white woman is the one who gave up the kidney so that the Chinese woman could could also live.
2: maybe I'm I'm forgetting, uh, but isn't in the short story like the woman receiving it like a degenerate, like is she like ran to drugs or something? Didn't she have some sort of st-
0: yeah? So the, the the character in the short story is not a great like not a great exemplar of humanity. Like she's a she's a bit of a mess and. The idea is, like, that the Dawn stand-in character kind of wants her to turn her life around or something like that, like, with this second chance that she's given her. Uh, Sonya is working on this story for many years and eventually gets it to the point where she's going to have it published. And it turns out that in previous iterations of this story, there had been a paragraph that was essentially lifted directly out of one of Dawn's Facebook posts. And this is the letter that she wrote to the recipient of her kidney at the end of her kidney chain right, right. or what have you. And and Sonia lifts a couple of sentences, basically word for word, out of that letter and puts them into her story, agonizing with her friends over the fact that the words that Dawn used were just too good, that she couldn't change. possibly change them right. in order to get the message across. The message being, isn't this person terrible? Right. <laughs> right. So, not that not that the writing was just so beautiful and perfect that she couldn't help but to use Dawn's words to convey this heavy emotion but that it was so narcissistic and it was so inward-facing that she couldn't possibly change a word without betraying the heart of it. And it ends up being this gross back-and-forth lawsuit where Sonia is suing her because she's apparently trying to get the work pulled from different places, and Dawn keeps, like, sort of going after these different places that might be be interested in publishing it. A, A whole event gets canceled in Boston where this was supposed to be the story of the month and it was going to be presented and read aloud to some many gathered hundreds of people or what have you. And it's uh, it's just this big gross mess and the controversy as it's presented, it's it, the, the question is, who is the bad art friend? As in, who is the villain of this story? And I'll just put it out there. Abe, who's the, who's the worst person here?
2: I, I think, I mean, neither of them were presented in a very good light, but I think the the woman who lifted the works and behind her back poking fun at her, this person who donated is appreciably worse.
1: Poking fun is one thing. Publishing is another. Like, poking fun it makes you just kind of shitty, but whatever. You're allowed to talk shit about Right, people. that's fine, yeah. But, like, publishing it is, like, a whole new bad.
2: And not only that, whenever uh, there was any accusation of that... She repurposed this work, or she lifted the information verbatim. Any sort of allegations like that, whenever it was presented, she would always kind of fall back to like, "Oh, I'm a person of color," or I'm a, I'm a this." Like basically, instead of just saying like, "I fucked up," I was in the wrong on this one issue. Like she kept on making this into a much bigger thing. Because this, from my point of view, basically, and I'm kind of getting the names wrong, but the woman who who had the the surgery. What's her name? Which which one is she? Is she Dorland? Don. What's that? Don. Yeah, Don. So her. It seems like her entire purpose in life is to kind of get uh, praise, and uh, she's like seeking out people to say nice things about her. She's like fishing for compliments, and so she made those posts on Facebook in the hope that th- there would be a lot of like, "Go you!" and you know add a girl and, and that sort of stuff and and this this other person did not do that. in fact, they didn't say anything at all about her donation, and the next thing she hears is that the story was taken and, and and the 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 villain in the story is basically her and and the reason why she didn't want to change that you know that letter is I think
0: she wants her to know like fuck you, you know you're one of these people
2: that's like great right.
0: so that's the other thing is the name of the story is the kindest. Right. Right, and this Dawn woman, one like the way that she signs off on her emails is kindly, yes, which is a unique email signature. Certainly, I don't not too many people use kindly as their as their sign off of their emails, and like it's an obvious trying to stick the knife in Dawn Dorland. Right. Like she could so so Sonya's entire defense basically boils down to, yeah, but isn't she fucking awful? Right. Right. (laughs) the, The bottom line is, like the the only defense that that Sonya has that is a true defense that you you can read through everything that Sonya had to say about this. The story is absolutely worth reading. But it, but the core emotional truth of what Sonya thinks about this situation is that everything that she did is justified because fucking Don Dorland sucks ass, and she right. exe- and she and she she broadcasts how much she sucks ass to the world, and I should be permitted to do what I want with the fact that this woman sucks ass, especially because she exemplifies so much of what's wrong with uh, white women feminism or what have you, right? Like the the sort of performative woke white woman who's actually secretly a terrible person some right? some performance actually going through with the what, right what, so that's <laughs> the other thing is that the only way that dawn comes off as bad in this situation is because of the present moment is because it was so it was much harder before for you so it's it's one thing to broadcast how good you are of a person right Yeah, like that's,
1: it's annoying when people it's, do it's that.
0: annoying and gross and like like this is biblical stuff. Like Jesus talked about how you shouldn't brag yeah. about your charity, right. right? Like this this goes right. way the fuck back. And yeah, people shouldn't do that. But that's a that's a that's a first order sin, right? That's just sort of like a that's just what humans do. But when you're now going to send emails to someone who you've stuck in a Facebook group, And so because when you start a Facebook group, you get to see the metrics of who in the group has seen the post and who in the group has responded to the post or commented on the post in some way. And you go and you email that person and you say things like, so I noticed that you've seen everything that I've done in this group for the last three years. And I went back and checked and you haven't liked or commented on a single one of them. Yes. Right. That's the part where... The audience turns on Dawn, right? Like as it goes from being just sort of a a a base level sort of uh, elevator stop at floor two sin of like ah this is just this is sort of venal and gross and I don't feel good about the fact that you're putting up billboards talking about what a great person you are, but then when you take it to that next like obviously petty level and email somebody saying. Hey, what's the deal? Why haven't you liked any of my right. Facebook posts? <laughs> like, like, that's when you become. not just a
1: desperate person. Right. It doesn't that's make when... her any shittier. Right,
0: but it doesn't make her shittier. Right. but it makes it so that it's so much. You have so much more permission to hate her. Right, right. Like it, it, it opens the doors on you judging her completely. Right, but but that's in a way that, in a way that before you could judge her, that was still sort of self-deprecating, where you could say. Man, she shouldn't be bragging about this, but holy shit, she donated a kidney, yeah, right? But once fucking... you add this next level of sin to, and judgment to the scenario, you forget that the first thing that she did was so fucking amazing and and completely charitable and self-effacing.
2: Right, and also, I mean, if people donate kidneys and other things um, and— the worst thing about it is that they're obnoxious about it and they go around seeking people to praise them that's a small price to pay because like that is like relatively insignificant it's very obnoxious i get it it's very obnoxious especially the way she went about it and maybe that's where facebook comes into play because if it were an email thread there wouldn't be all of these tools you have to like like things and have some weird reaction to it and you knowing who did and did not uh maybe, maybe that's where facebook comes in but they're very small infractions on her part, but the other side this passive right. aggressiveness. But, but, but,
0: like, think about how insane it is that you now get a score—you get a scorebook from a third party of h- how well your bragging was able to be received by everyone else. Right? You have like this weird Nielsen rating system that's giving you feedback. On what a good like how many other people were willing to praise you for this thing that you did right like that it's right. this whole weird new level of of self involvement that just hasn't existed in human history yes Lori go
1: this ties in nicely with what we watched this weekend
0: it does yes oh
1: we watched that documentary on HBO that only took eighty five minutes of my life and I didn't have to read shit uh, fifteen minutes of shame
0: oh
2: with Monica the Monica Lewinsky thing yeah I did see that yeah.
1: Yeah, she's, like, the narrator. Ridiculous. But, like, the thing that I... I I love talking shit about people so much. It's top five activities. It's Like, love it. Yeah. Completely don't understand talking shit about people in public. If any of the people I talk shit about found out, I would die. I would die of embarrassment and shame. (laughs) Like, they can't ever find out.
0: There's this so this thing happened and we'll get to the movie in a second something that happened to me years ago is I was making fun of a manager who wore those affliction t-shirts like yeah like his his whole mode of dress was like Florida guy like like you know it's a certain it's a UFC fan it's an aesthetic. sort like of a meathead kind like of like it's plat- a whole look yeah. if you yeah. i'll put a link in the show notes if you don't know what i'm talking about when it comes to affliction t-shirts you see one of them and you realize oh a person who wears that once probably wears that and only that and all of the time if
1: you just google image search it's so good
0: (laughs) yeah so just quick google image i won't even put it in the show notes just the word affliction Affliction. you don't even
1: need the word shirt just the word affliction and then images (laughs)
0: anyway so i'm making fun of this manager at a pizza place who's a, a an affliction shirt wearing weirdo and i was saying it and I turn around and he had walked in the fucking side door like as it was coming out of my mouth. And so my options in that moment are to either pretend like I definitely wasn't doing the thing that I was obviously doing right or and it, and it took me not even half a second to make the decision, right Like it, it, it was an instant evolutionary reaction to the moment, like pure fight, flight or freeze thing. you lean into it? Yeah, lean right the fuck into it. There he is. He's wearing an Affliction T-shirt at that moment. And I'm like, yeah, just like that. Look at that fucking thing. And I'm like, just... That was the only option. Is, yeah. Every other yeah. option was yeah. completely unacceptable. That's all you could do. And all I could do was completely own the fact that I was ripping on the guy literally 10 seconds uh, before as he walked into this store. Did he respond? Uh... And I felt I felt terrible about right. it. It's no, The because point was... is,
1: like, I can relate to, what's this woman, Dawn, the one who's not donating a kidney? Sonia. Sonia. I can totally relate right. to, like, look how annoying
2: right. this is. But you would never write a short story about it and... Uh...
1: No, yeah. like, oh, my God. <laughs> Using their actual words and then saying, like, no. yeah, well, you were annoying. Yeah. Like, oh, my God.
0: So, so as a writer, right, <laughs> as, no as someone who identifies as a writer, you have, like, this is a normal thing. You take... All of the, course. All of the best and the worst things that happen in the world around you, including by people who are your friends and by people who are you not your to friends, you have to not
1: be friends with that person and with even You have to go fake your death if you're going to go write that story.
0: Right. So, but you can write the story. You just have to do a little bit of a better job of covering your right. tracks. A
2: little bit. A way better. But this, way that's better. That's I. It is definitely like a passive-aggressive, intentional thing to where I, I can fall back to artistic license. Uh, but you will know, yeah. and all of our groups of friends who all don't like you will know.
0: That- right. No, she fucking hates this no, woman. Or you, or you
1: like you did, lean into right. it but and say to Don, I'm turning this into a book. Right. Tough right. shit. Right. And
0: And the moment, <laughs> like, that's the thing, at the moment that you're confronted, you have to then say, you know what? That was shitty of me to stay in that Facebook group, but I don't like the thing that you you were doing, and I think it's gross the way that you brag about it. Like that, those were the options, and she did not take that option, and she has to this point still not taken right. that option and admitted.
2: And she's got friends, like some of them are well-known friends who are defending her because it's remarkable that it, – I guess it's a testament to how obnoxious, obnoxious people can be that you have on paper very, like an airtight – argument, right? The other person has a very weak case, but when people read this, they're like, yeah, you're kind of being obnoxious. This, like, is,
0: this is pure tribal right, stuff. This is pure, like, Dawn is not in the tribe. Right. She didn't know that she wasn't right. in the That's, tribe. Yeah. But Sonia is a tribal leader right. in this case, right. right? Like, Sonia, and and then they go and they talk to Celeste. I, I don't know how to say yes. the last name yeah. NG, It's but it's Celeste it, NG. Yeah. Do you know how to uh, pronounce yeah. that? Last I
2: will not take. I will not hazard a guess here. <laughs> so.
1: I think it, it, just the letter N, the letter N, letter G. Yeah, let's go I with. Think, I mean, I don't think any of the three, the three of us, could say yeah. it the way you're supposed to say it.
0: Right. Anyway, so another famous writer comes to Sonya's defense, and it's because those people are, those are the tribal keepers. Right. Those are the ones who decide who's in and who's out, and they decided a long time ago that Don Dorland was not in. And what was like, and this ties back into the Lewinsky doc from i think it's a, it was on hbo i think if HBO anybody wants Max. to go watch yeah. it it was not very good It's um, fine. It fine
1: it was 85 minutes what else do i have to do
0: but like the relative power dynamics somehow become important here and sonia is claiming somehow that she is the one with the power differential problem because don is a white woman despite the fact that like I mean, for what it's worth, Sonia presents entirely as a white woman. Right. She does not read as Asian, even though she is uh, technically racially Asian, whatever the fuck that is supposed to mean. Right. Like, it sounds so much worse coming <laughs> out of my mouth when it's not me who's making these distinctions, right. Right? right? Like, Dawn came from poverty. She was. She grew up poor. She grew up like white right. trash. And this other woman, it like, completely reads as upper middle class. Right. Like, you just see a picture of her, and you're like, "Oh, that's an upper middle class wealthy person." At least, I mean, even if she's not actually wealthy, right. she's only paid four hundred dollars for this fucking short story. Right. She's in the NPR class. She's a she's a twenty percenter. Right. And like to suggest somehow that because this other woman who has done like everything in her power in her life to try to work herself up out of the white trash class and become this writer with a community who never fucking wanted right. her right who she's sitting in that writer's workshop and everybody's rolling right. their eyes behind her back and she never catches right. it like just the worst fucking thing to find I know, out right like so I get. I get why Dawn goes full fucking lunatic here, like goes full metal jacket and, and wants to kill the entire Marine regiment that she previously thought were her brothers, because this is like devastating to her on a, on a identitarian yes. level, a, a thing that she's built up in her mind for the last 30 years.
2: Right. And she, basically Dawn does quote unquote the right things, but for totally the wrong reasons. I mean, even that, that letter that was lifted was, I want the person who I donated to 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 know that it was me, you know, and we can have a relationship and we can hug right. and it's like, just donate the thing and just move on with your life. You know, it's not, it's a great commendable thing right. until you make it, it into
0: this thing. Until you start talking about it. And even like, you can still be the person who gets publicly celebrated. Like you can, because like these sorts of things, they benefit from the fact That like they make you Laker for a day, or they bring you to the ballpark, and they and they and she got that, didn't she? Did they
2: make her into like either a Laker or? So she's getting all of
0: this, but it still wasn't enough. She needed it. She needed the affirmation from the people. Like, and it's and it gets into weird territory where I have this take where if you think of this as a story that she wrote, Mm -hmm. that it actually all starts to make way more sense, which is to say. Like, it's fucked up to say, like, if you think of this kidney as a story that she wrote, then it makes more sense. Because, like, this thing that she did is incredible, right? Like, it doesn't... It's not a story. It's not some bullshit. It's actually uh, uh, an act in the universe that makes a difference. But if that group chat, if the the Mean Girls group chat that was talking shit about her, they had trouble conceptualizing that organ donation as something more meaningful than a piece of fiction that was slaved over for many years, Right. right? Like, in their heads... This does not sufficiently stand in for you being a shitty, unproductive writer, Don, right? Like, you brought this to a group of writers. This isn't a group of kidney donors talking about how wonderful we can be in the world. We are a group of writers. And so they they were completely unable to value this thing that she did. Because they are looking for value in the metaphysical, in things that that they think fucking matter. And and Dawn, at the same time, had trouble understanding why pieces of fiction bestowed more social cachet upon the people in this group than did an entirely selfless organ donation. Right. right? Right. Like, she gets on Facebook and she sees... Fucking Sonya posts something about how she got a story picked up in uh, some fucking shitty magazine that nobody's going to read and it gets 2500 likes and uh, endless plaudits and she donates a fucking kidney and she can't even get a couple of thumbs right. up like <laughs> yeah. like in her yeah. head yeah. it it like the world is completely backwards and doesn't make any sense and this is just wrong right. but it's because she's going she's coming to people in this you ever see the movie Magnolia?
2: Yes. With uh, what's okay. her face? Tom Cruise?
1: With, with, yeah, what's-his-face. Yes,
0: with all of the uh, (laughs) what's-his-faces.
1: Most people are in that movie.
0: I want to play a clip from Magnolia because Don Dorland is Quiz Kid Donnie Smith from Magnolia, and I will play the clip. It's the William H. Macy character. He's easy to forget if you you haven't recently seen the movie. Quiz Kid Donnie Smith has too much love to give, and he doesn't know where to put it, and Don Dorland has too much fucking love to give, and she doesn't know where to put it. So I'm going to play a clip from Magnolia.
1: I know I did a stupid thing,
2: so stupid, getting braces, I thought, I thought that he would love me, getting braces,
0: for what, for something I don't even, I don't know where to put things, you know? to have love to give. I just don't know where to put it. Is
2: that John C. Riley?
0: Yeah, John C. Riley, William H. Macy. I love that fucking movie. Most people are
2: in that movie. I gotta watch it again. I I don't remember most of the plot.
0: I can't believe that looking at Paul Thomas Anderson's career that Magnolia is probably now like the third best movie that Paul Thomas Anderson has made. And this was like, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's, it's, it's probably going to end up being edged out of his total top 5 by the end of his career
2: the the, the last thing i'll say on uh, on this is basically the don person is seeking affection through transactional things and 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 those people in the, that group they're gatekeepers and they're like fuck that we're not going to let you in just because you did this nice thing we can see through your motivations for doing this so you you get fucked and basically they're just the right. gatekeepers to this in group that
0: she can never get in. And she's basically just kind of fucked. Dawn took a living piece of her body out of her body and <laughs> gave it to someone else. To a so stranger. That, so that they might live. To a total stranger, she took from her body and gave them life. And a group of writers were like, yeah, but we write stories for <laughs> all of humanity, Dawn. <laughs> like that. And then, and half the internet was like, "Yeah, Don fucking sucks." I'm on team yeah. Sonya. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Are you out of your fucking right. mind? Yeah,
2: it fixated on the motivations that you don't know 100, percent or those are the reasons, even though it apparently is that. But like, what about the actual act? It seems like people are kind of getting blinded by the sinister motivations, this white savior thing, instead of like I mean, somebody it's just actually the
1: same. I re- I was such a child when my mom said, "Is there such thing as a selfless
2: act?" Like, I don't know. But, but I mean, like, if it helps somebody, it doesn't matter what you're uh, – I mean, my whole position is yeah, always been, who
1: cares? Why are we talking about this? If you're helping somebody,
2: you're helping somebody. Who cares? You know, Sean Penn yeah. will always kind of p- get the cameras rolling about how he's helping whomever. But if he's actually helping whomever, who cares that he's just yeah, on the TV? it's fine.
0: The Monica documentary on HBO, it's called uh, 15 Minutes of Shame. They interview uh, – John Ronson features heavily throughout. One of y- your boy, John Ronson. The um, –
2: it's fine. The, the, that that uh, I did not know the backstory to the I'm going to get 17,000 thingamajigs, uh, hand sanitizers to sell. Because I was thinking, why did this guy give an interview to the New York Times? Did he not know how he would look? But the way he explained Apparently,
1: it. Apparently he did not know. It
2: was basically like the the angle was basically going to be like Facebook. I mean uh, Amazon rather. Like, yeah. And these kind of companies doing this stuff and how they're messing with people's livelihoods, you know, people like at his level. But the whole story became just, look at this fucking asshole. Yeah,
1: but at at some point he should probably have just gotten off Twitter.
0: Right. But he should not given the inverter. Like, can... They shut down his whole yeah, they shut I down don't, his no, whole that enterprise. Sucks. Right, but, and that
1: that sucks. But, but like any of these people all you have to do is not look at the things being said about you and it will bother you a lot less. Right.
2: But of all of the dumb ones, the dumbest one was the White supremacy hand gesture thing. Like, so that, I, yeah, I, that sucked.
0: It's rare that I'm just sitting there ingesting some form of media and just get infuriated. <laughs> but I was, I was That's fucking ridiculous. furious watching that segment. And it's the one that they treat, they, they give the, the smallest amount of treatment yes. to in the entire thing, in part because the politics of the underlying politics of that. Documentary are actually on the side of uh, this guy. Probably got what was coming to him, right? So like that's that's why they like they couldn't not use this story because it's so fucking absurd. But they did not focus on it very much because there's something about the fact that he was giving the sim- the symbol. And he was
1: wasn't th- even. He was doing this. Right.
0: Sure. He he wasn't in fact. That doing wasn't the thing. even
1: talked about. The picture sh- clearly shows that well, three. You can't see. It's a podcast. It's not. Right. What's the bad one? Your first finger. The bad one is the Are, is the okay. Okay. He wasn't That's, doing yeah. the okay thing. He had his ring finger. <laughs> And his thumb touching. So, if anything, what is that? The shocker. Yeah, the sh- yeah, that's the shocker.
0: It's two in the pink, one <laughs> in the. You guys are
1: disgusting, but if anything, that's what he was doing, which is uh, offensive in a different way. But he didn't
2: mean to. Right. It's but it was so ridiculous. All the other ones at least but say we should they, we should yeah. we should
0: fr- we should explain it. There's a. Mexican-American man who works for a San Diego gas company, who's out in a San Diego gas company van on his way home for the day, and he drives by a Black Lives Matter protest. It was,
1: like, right after the George Floyd Right, in
0: the, in the aftermath of the George Floyd stuff, summer 2020. And he's, you know, it's San Diego. It's beautiful. He's got his windows down. He's got his arm hanging out, and he comes to a red light, and he's just fiddling with his fingers the way that a person does. It's just a fidgety person and he's got his arm hanging out of the window of his van and somebody snaps a picture of his hand at an unfortunate moment where it looks like he might be w- making what is now considered a white supremacist gesture since what, like 16 itself- months ago
2: like what what, like, what is this this is like something that was totally just made up and it's a thing like i never again athletes do it especially in basketball when somebody makes a three that it's always been used in just general kind of settings like that but now it's like proof positive somebody's like a leech you know has allegiance with a white with a white power to like w and p is that what it's right so it's supposed to look uh, like uh, a w, w
0: and a p if you have the w here yeah. and then you twist it and looks like a p like that's the idea yeah. but it was made it was made yeah. up in fucking 4chan right and then, uh, then after as, the fact like, kind uh, of thing. yeah right As an after-the-fact thing, after the 4chan idiots got it out into the world, then the edgelord fucking uh, Richard Spencer types of the world adopted it as a joke, right? So as a trolling joke of – the like in, in the exact same fashion that 4chan put it out in the world, they adopted it. Not like right. not like it's been deployed, not like it's been used in in violent attacks or something against people. But basically, just people make the symbol and then have a shitty grin on their face and take their picture with Richard Spencer, and they think it's like this big fucking funny thing, right? But that's not what this was. This was right. just a guy coming this home from a, a long day at with the his office fingers, and, who's and also was a,
1: not white,
0: right? And it was
2: like an overly <laughs> not a white guy, overly eager person. Uh, yeah.
1: well,
2: who, who, I guess it wasn't well, it's even like, a black guy, but an like overly you, eager person identified this and captured the picture and then shared it on Twitter. Someone with a hammer is going to
1: find a nail or something? What's that? Someone with a hammer is going to find a nail?
2: Right, yeah. Something yeah. like that? Right. But like basically some, yeah, somebody was, was seeking this, like, hey, what is this fucking guy doing? Hand
0: exercise my ass. You're yeah. signaling... On the road to white
1: power, something. So then they get
0: on Twitter and they tag his employer, and it's like, "Is this the sort of person you want driving around in your van, San Diego Gas and Electric?" And then the next day they fucking fire him. Yeah, they just like, shit. They can call, him, call yeah. him to work and they they put him in a in an office, and they're like. Uh, we're going to have to let you go. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you out of your goddamn right. minds? You should simply say to the people on Twitter, uh, we've investigated this, and he was not doing the thing that you think that he was doing, and we regret the fact that this hurt some people's feelings, right? But that's not that's not what this was. It's the same thing that you've said before about the students at fucking Yale or what have you, that you, you just cannot bow to it because it's they're never going to be satisfied. They'll never be— No matter what you do, you won't have achieved anything good here. Everybody's still just going to swim in their own fucking victimhood at the end of the day. Fucking grow a pair and stand up against these people. So
1: speaking of... um potentially accidental racism and losing your jobs. John Gruden's out at Raiders. Yeah, I just
2: saw that. By the way, isn't it, didn't this whole thing happen because of your football team, uh, uh, Lori? The Washington football team, they were being sued.
1: I don't have a football team. And then
2: they went back to uh, all of the years, uh, they, they, they requested all of this. I don't know,
1: I haven't e- I haven't paid any attention right, to any of it. Right, this. but basically
2: the story is that there was a lawsuit with the Washington football team, going, and then they were requesting email traffic, and some of it John Gruden got caught up in it. And one of the things he said was big lips on the, you know, some black guy and uh, some other things. What I don't get is maybe it's just my sinister nature, but like anytime that I I never include things on emails at work, like I just will call the person. Yeah. Like, and that's how you communicate the information. Don't write down anything. Don't put it
1: in writing. Oh my God.
2: What's the matter with you? Like, I mean, I know that's not the larger point here, but like, don't write things down.
0: Right. Don't write things down. The thing that the reason that this happened is not because of the D. Smith thing. It's that there were a dozen other instances that were reported on by The New York Times tonight before we came on about how he was what what they're framing as misogynistic and homophobic language in emails. Specifically, he was calling he was calling Roger Goodell, the the NFL commissioner, a faggot. And he was also (laughs) referring to people as being pussies. And apparently that. Queers, I think. Which also, by the way, you can call things pussies or people pussies, and that's not misogynistic. Especially I dis- in I, football. I, I disagree entirely with that framing. Yeah. Just calling something... Yeah. Uh,
1: I, in an email, though. Yeah,
0: but... It's just like email is nothing. People send off emails without even thinking about it, obviously.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't know who, yeah. w-
0: what commission handles this, uh, but uh,
2: someone should lend the same uh, versatility to pussy as they do with dick. You know, I got to send to dick. It's just used in such a general kind of thing. You, you should be able to. Right. Now, the queer stuff and the fact stuff, no, but like, pussy should be like, you should be bandied about with, you know.
0: Anyway, Gruden's out, and that's fine because this is a person in an actual position of authority over a bunch of people, right? And you don't necessarily want that sort of thing also, he's hanging around sucked. your team. No, John Gruden's great. Disagree. I mean, also he he was able I, to do his job
2: without. Like, what's odd about this is like something that happened many many years ago, and it's, it doesn't look good. I, I granted, but he's able to, you know, be a head coach. They're having a pretty good season early on. There is no the problem with with the current state of things is that there isn't an adequate like scheduling system for punishment like you know like in court if this happens they it's like to the you know like they have different degrees of of offenses they have different sentencing guidelines mm-hmm. for those yeah. different degrees but there's nothing it's basically like black and white whatever you well, did it looks like you could out.
1: fine him but that seems weird
2: right but like would would it not have been a, a thing where he's like you know suspended for a period of time or He's fine for something, but he—like, is everything, like, you're out? Like, couldn't there be some—there seems like to be, like, no nuance. Basically, it's like, ugh, you did a thing, and people are getting mad at you on Twitter, and you're gone forever.
0: Well, like, it gets weird where you would almost have to go to the players on the current team to sort of give permission for him to stay, right? Like, that gets gets into weird stuff where now you're putting it on the Nasib kid— to, to basically grant his forgiveness right. so that his coach can stay and you're putting it on all of the black players to to give their permission for the allegedly racist coach to stay on or not stay right. on so that's and what, it gets like right. that can that will tear a locker room right the fuck apart right, right? But
2: if, I, I think in, in the, the, that case yeah you don't want to get ahead of it but people this is like a, a one week story and 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 this is like the worst time to take any action on it because you have to do this. But if they did an investigation or they suspended him indefinitely, by December, people will be, ah, whatever. And then, he'll, you know, game serves, like, whatever, you know, during the investigation he was out, and then they'll bring him back for the last few weeks of the season. But th- they could have worked something out to where you don't need to overreact to everything. It's, yes, it, it's, it, right. it reflects poorly on him and the organization if they keep him on, but they don't necessarily need to fire everybody for everything. Because now, this kind of opens up the, all of the coaches are like, oh, shit. It's not like, the, you know, like Gruden's not an outlier here. I'm pretty sure yeah, all the not, other this coaches. This not a
0: profession of a bunch of uh, politically correct individuals right. uh, so, so, who are sure to watch their language at every turn. Right, so it,
2: you could have it to where some unrelated matter, some lawsuit, some looking into uh, reveals this, you know, or somebody maybe they have access to that email thread from years ago. They're like, oh, I can make some hay out of this, and that coach is going to be fired. Just not yeah. saying that what he did was not wrong, but it's like there's got to be a better way to handle these things.
0: Anyway, wrap up the uh, Monica Lewinsky doc. That, that, the main story that they focused on was the girl at American University who became the president, the student body president and had the obnoxious thing happen to her where after she won the election, she was walking around campus and she sees a bunch of bananas Hung from lampposts and stuff from nooses. Like the, like the, uh, an obviously gross display of sort of racial bias, hatred in a way. And that was unfortunate. And then that ends up animating the forces of some of the grossest parts of the internet, including uh, the Daily Stormer website, decided that they were going to make a thing out of being obnoxious to her and about her on the internet. Right. And that's all obviously bad. What What was annoying to me about her is that this is a girl who walks around that campus with as much power as any single one individual student can possibly be expected to acquire or accumulate or deploy at a university, right? right. She's been made the student body – the head of the student body, the president – she has all of the all of the cachet that matters in that community, right? Right. Like the, and, and to speak – the way that she speaks about herself and the way that everyone else is talking about her in terms of this victim who's been victimized, who doesn't have any of the power, who's fighting all of the powers that be, it's just so patently fucking absurd. Well,
1: it was just sort of incongruous with the – it wasn't public shaming. She was being, like, publicly tormented. Right. But that's not the same thing and that's not what the movie was about. I also didn't feel like that was the main story in it, but
2: Right, yeah, whatever. you're right. It, it didn't line up with all the other stories where
1: Yeah, like someone did a dumb thing. Right. And then it got blown up way out of proportion. Yeah,
2: they got kind of yeah, yeah, like
1: she didn't do a dumb thing. I mean, if running for student body yeah, president there, is dumb, yeah, this, you could make an argument, but like
0: right.
1: she was public, she was tormented by the Alt right trolls. Right.
0: So, but this is where this is where you know that this is where the documentary gives the game away about what their actual what the actual thing that they're doing is. Right. It's because they didn't come down hard on uh, the the people who were shaming the Amazon guy. They didn't come down hard on the people who fired uh, the guy. Completely meaningless. They didn't go try to talk to. They didn't get any. They didn't force anybody from San Diego Gas and Electric to come on and defend why they fired that guy. Like, it, it's obvious to me what the politics of this documentary are. Are It's more about talking about the life experience of this one sad black girl on the campus of American University than it is about the actual thing that they're ostensibly talking about in the documentary, which is why it's a largely incoherent 85 minutes. Right.
2: I, I, I didn't keep track of the minutes, but I didn't think they spent that much time on her, but, but maybe, I, maybe they, they did. I, I don't know if this could have worked because who would be willing to— to be on a documentary uh painted in this light but I'm always interested to find out why is it that the people who jump on these things they do this even though if they sat through this documentary and and or read the book that uh, Ronson uh wrote or any other uh thing that's out there telling you how this is not a constructive way to go about things like people are still not willing to let just kind of like calm that just kind of take the information in and then respond appropriately it's always like "Ooh, this is an opportunity for me to be terrible to somebody because they did a bad thing basically it's like they're almost seeking out a permission structure to be like me like this is okay right. we can be assholes because this person is,
0: is that's worse. what
1: the whole thing is about and
0: then they get that you get that feeling you get that that righteous superiority the deployment of mob justice and what are you left grasping for afterwards it's it's always going to be okay what next what like next? who do we, we want more. who do we fucking right. yeah, get this now this was fun Let's that's do this what the again. whole
1: documentary is about right. is that it's a very unhealthy weird thing we've always done apparently
0: the end of the truman show is like you know, this big emotionally cathartic moment for truman who bangs into the thing and then walks off the set out out into the unknown future and they cut to all of the idiots who've been watching on television. And I think the last line in the movie is, oh, I wonder what else is on. Yeah, what else is on? And it's it's not right. like it. The only thing that matters to the people who are watching is how else can I get this big emotionally cathartic release? How can I have this – the big the fashionable way to talk about it now is endorphins, right? As they right. talk about the way that the, the pleasure yes, centers of your brain. Yes, shit-talking
1: is therapy. I just don't get wanting to do it in public.
0: Right. Because it's not in public most of the time for these people. It's just it's – it's an entirely anonymous process. It's, but
1: even that, it's I, – I don't want to shit talk a stranger uh, to a stranger. I want to shit talk someone I don't like to my best friend. That's the fun thing. And, and, and yeah, and it's, it's surprising
2: how, uh, how far some of them will go because they're leaving voice messages or they're communicating them to them like through other means it's not just like you know shitty twitter replies it's like they're seeking out other ways to harass oh, the people.
1: doxing that happens
2: and it's just such a weird weird i don't get it i never understood that like even if somebody's wrong it's just like all right just you know go about it in also in, in.
1: monica Lewinsky, one little mistake and your whole life changed was you blew the president of the United States. <laughs> so, like, you don't get the pity party
2: from me. She did get treated like shit after. I mean, the the blowing oh, is fine, but everything else I, that came yes, after that.
1: She, of course she got treated like shit. Right. It's not cool. You can't blow the right. president <laughs> and expect everything to be okay. She was blowing
2: what she thought was her boyfriend.
1: No, she did, did No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You can't date the president either. By the way,
2: no one's watching that show that I am. I'm like the only one watching that American
0: impeachment show. It's
1: oh, people are watching no, like like it. People have a million of It's like are a,
0: watching one it. of the lower
1: They all come to me <laughs> to get their hair cut.
0: I don't understand the and this is a reaction that I'm having more and more in all of these the entire culture at this moment. And I'm not this is not to say like oh woe woe is the white man in the in the current <laughs> moment, right? That's not what I mean. Okay. Don't take it don't take it that Go way. Go on. <laughs> Abe is always willing to give me the rope that I need. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that, Abe. But at some point, like Nicole Hannah Jones has to take ownership of the fact that she actually does have a great deal of power yes. in the culture at the moment, right? Like at at some point the Sonia Larsons of the world, despite their sort of appearance of being one-eighth Asian, if you catch them in the right light, have to recognize that, in fact, in the circles that they run in, they have a great deal of the sort of power that we're talking about, right? right? And, And that they exercise that power over other people in ways that are harmful to other people's lives, right? Like, And I recognize that like, this isn't about the fact that, like, white people used to be able to get away with this all the time, and now now what? Now you want to police uh, black and brown people for getting away with it, or what have you? Twart. But, like the deployment of power so that others can be harmed is not a good it doesn't matter who's fucking doing Exa- yeah. <laughs> it and i don't have to, i don't have to apologize for the fact that uh, some other people got off uh, relatively scot free in the past to to justify the fact that you're being a shitty human being now and we don't have to pretend like the girl who's a 22 year old law school graduate from one of the top 50 schools in the entire world who's going to have a killer job for the next 50 years, Right. who's going to be able to do whatever the fuck it is that she wants to do with her life, and yeah had to endure not just a lifetime of silly stupid microaggressions that don't actually exist, but in fact had the awful gross underbelly of the internet turned against her for a brief period of time that was probably very uncomfortable for her, yes recognizing all that in this moment in this culture with her background her education and the and the fact that she's fucking just a beautiful human being like that and that's that's ultimately that's what most of it comes down to is are you a beautiful human being who came from the right people and who achieved the right things by the time you were 25 she's fucking set she right. is the person who has all of the power in the culture going forward. And any talk about how actually she's been uh, undermined at some in various ways along the way is just a complete fucking fiction. And I don't know why we have to put up with it.
2: We're talking about who this time?
0: In in this case, it's the, the girl from American University oh, okay, who gotcha. okay, yeah. became the student body right, president. Okay. She's
2: very
1: pretty, she'll be fine, is sort of what yeah. Bob's saying.
2: And also, I, I think a lot of times when people have other things that outsiders would, would would label as privileged. Like, you know, if, if you are upper middle class or you're of some means to where you can go to a good, a good school and, and have these good career opportunities, I think people kind of are blind to that and they kind of fix it on the one aspect where they're the, like, underdog or they're the minority or the... And I think it's just the way maybe humans are because no matter what, people always talk about the, the underdog story like it wasn't that good and we came from some nothing to something like it, it it always gets framed that way so like if everything else about your life is going well and you're otherwise uh, lucky or privileged or well off or you know whatever the focus is not on any of those things it's just like oh I am a person of color or my great-grandmother was like Asian and Woe is me today. Yeah, people you know?
1: like to identify by how they're different. It's just what we do. Right. And it's right. and it's, it's this almost,
2: currency that is being used. It's like if you have one of these identities that's like, you know, in fashion now, you can make a lot of hay out of it by like either badgering somebody else who's not that or you know, getting positions because of it.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna open up the WGAS news back oh here. God. Very now? quickly. I'm so in fact, we've talked about almost none of the things that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah,
1: instead we talked about interesting things.
0: Including, we'll, we'll save this for next week. We'll finally do a segment that I think we've done before where we talk about our bogus future and how that the world fucking sucks actually when it comes to all this technology stuff. That's not my opinion. It's going to be great. So we'll catch up on our bogus future next week. I've I've been collecting stories for going on a, over a month now for that. And I'm sure some... More will come out in the next week about our bogus future. But peeking into the WGAS news bag very quickly, Abe, I'm going to present to you a headline in a unique form. This is Combination Breaking News and 90s Alternative Rock, all in one. Cute. So here we go. Now, I will. But now, I will. Y-i-i-i-i- yeah, Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, <laughs> in case you didn't pick up on the lyrics, there, DC Comics is coming out with a new issue of the Superman character, in which it is revealed that he is in a relationship with another male.
2: Of the same stature, or some lowly superhero like Superman can't be just going out with anybody. A uh, human,
0: a human male. Speaking of questionable power dynamics and uh, and sexual exploitation potential, uh, if you're a fucking god character yeah. who uh, <laughs> cannot be harmed in any meaningful way, can you have consensual sex with another with a, with a uh, just a, a mere yes, mortal with human? with
1: affirmative, like uh, enthusiastic consent, you sure can.
0: Then maybe get like a notary to like sign off on.
1: Answered your question. Yeah. There you go.
0: Anyway, uh, turns out Superman's gay, or at least bi. This is, uh, and actually, it's not. It's not cart-
1: surprising. This is like honestly. in the comic books,
0: right? They're not gonna. It's not gonna be like a, a, a. Yeah, yeah. And this is not. Just so, wait. So this isn't. So the Superman character, Clark Kent.
1: Ooh, is Clark is, Kent not gay? Oh, that Superman's could be. Gay. Right. Oh. His,
0: uh, his name is Kal El. <laughs> that's the character. Kal El and Clark Kent are Superman, but this is not actually Superman. This is the new Superman which is Superman and Lois Lane's son. Oh. So it's the next generation who is like fucking exennial homo Superman who's banging the the Daily Planet photographer it's, or something.
2: It's like not, that. it's not a, it's not like a major part of the the storyline, is it? Or he just going about his day and he just goes home to the guy.
0: I know apparently he was he was so tired after spending the whole day saving as many people as he could and he came home and he
1: Superman's p- not tired
0: needed to be comforted by his by his buddy who happened to have a wiener
2: oh good and for him and they
0: made a whole comic book out of it yeah it's it's fine it's good I only bring that up so that I could
2: <laughs> also uh,
0: play my little mashup. up I will
2: say Superman is just regular gay he's not super gay he's just a regular <laughs> right? he's not doing anything <laughs> extra right like what I don't know I haven't read this uh comic book yet but he's not super gay
0: all I know for sure is that I would I would ask Superman to pull out I do not I do not want to experience stop being gross stop now you've been listening to Cast Iron Brains a podcast with Bob and Abe. find the show on Facebook or Twitter also email the show brainironpodcast at gmail.com opening and closing themes of the show we're composed by Mark Gillig, TetramerMusic.com, T-E-T-R-A-M-E-R Music.com. Abe, what have you been watching?
2: I um, I went to go see the uh, latest uh, Bond movie, uh, No Time to Die, and uh, yeah, how was it? It was not bad. I, I uh, once again, I think the last couple movies, I go in without watching the. Other parts, like uh, I went to go see the Many Saints of New York, and I didn't see most of the Sopranos, and then now I didn't see the last few installments of the Daniel Craig James Bond. So it took a little while to catch up. It's like, oh, that's what happened here and there. But the movie was pretty good. It ran a little long,
0: but it was a yeah. Boom. So they they like serialized this Bond, right? Like all of the all of the Daniel Craig movies. Like yeah, they, connect yeah, they in connect. a way that yeah. all of the And they were doing the flash- previous Bond movies did not. Yeah,
2: they were doing flashbacks to the very first one that he was on, in. So like the it's all kind of connected. And speaking of the, the, the gay angle with a Superman, you know, there's been this talk about how trying to get like uh James Bonnet to be black or to be a woman or to be this and that. Maybe they could just keep it the you know
1: I'm super bummed they didn't go with Idris Elba.
2: Yeah. But maybe if black ago. is too big of a leap, they could just make him gay, right? I mean that seems to be just like Superman, but in the in the movie, they gave I guess the call sign the 007 to a another character because he, I guess he was retired. Again, I didn't see the previous movies, um, and it was like a black woman, and he got it back right. at the end or whatever. So maybe they're just kind of toying around with some ideas. But
0: yeah, so I have wanted to see because I like Bond movies. I've always liked the Bond movies. I used to watch them when I was a kid. I enjoyed the nine. I even. Enjoyed the '90s Bond movies with
1: your dad. Likes Bond movies a lot.
0: Yeah, with uh, with Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, I thought those were pretty good. Although the last one was, I don't even know if I saw the the one with Halle Berry in the in the Ice Palace. Okay. Uh, but
1: sounds like you might have seen it.
0: <laughs> I know. I just know that scene because it's just a, there's a ridiculous scene where he his car becomes invisible. And he drives it around this bizarre ice palace and saves her from driving, but from drowning. But I don't think that I've seen that whole movie. I haven't seen any of the Daniel Craig Bonds except, like, a couple of... We saw
1: one of them. Casino I don't think out. we
0: did. We, Yeah, I saw pieces of that one, like, on television, on cable or whatever. But I don't think that I've ever okay. sat down and watched it all the way through. And they're supposed to be, like, relatively good in the same way that I haven't seen any of the mission impossibles since the third one even though they're like fun action movies that i want to see yeah. i've just never gone back and fucking watched them they
1: i'm pretty sure we saw casino royale together in a movie theater
0: no we definitely i did not i definitely didn't see it in the movie theater you, okay. this isn't one of those scenarios where no once no no, again, no 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 you went with some other dude
1: no i'm not i said like i i don't know they're, I don't like them, so.
0: No, I definitely did not see it in the movie theater. Okay. But I would like to. I would. I will eventually see all of the, the Daniel Craig Bond movies.
2: Yeah, but uh, I mean, basically, this is uh, not to spoil it, but this is the end of the James. I mean, the Daniel Craig run. Like, it, right. it was b- announced that way, but there's no scenario where <laughs> they can undo that.
0: No spoilers or anything, right. but yeah. I have also heard that. Also, I and I'm with Laurie. I wish that they had made Idris Elba uh, James Bond. I think that they was still the could. He's, he's still young-looking enough it to not, be to James not, Bond. I don't think he's. I think he's
2: too old, old. It's too old now, right? Because when did he's too old now? Daniel Craig start like 15 years ago. What?
0: So. Go back and look at the Roger Moore James Bonds and tell me that but Idris I, Elba looks older than Roger Moore did. But do you think that they, they're going to go back to that? He's 49 now. It, it seems like that the Bond movies
2: going forward will be of this type, like action. And it's not going to be just like some schmoozing guy, like
1: yeah, he's know. not just going to walk around and be charming.
2: Right, he's got to punch somebody or stab somebody, you know, what people to want to see.
0: So the Bond people have always kept a very tight lid on the on the IP, right? Like it's it very much has to go through the same people every fucking time, and I think that they would benefit greatly from letting like. Just letting it, letting somebody else make a different sort of Bond movie. Let somebody make a, a low key adult in it. style Bond movie like that. I think that the series would benefit from that. All right. And make it make it for fucking fifty or seventy million dollars, so it doesn't have to make five hundred million dollars in the theaters in order to make its money back. Right. Sure. Like it, just, it doesn't have to be the biggest fucking thing in the universe. Not everything has to be the biggest fucking thing in the universe. Uh, what else did we do? We watched
1: football, football,
0: lots of football, lots of baseball. Um,
1: there he is. We watched football, we watched baseball, we watched another documentary series, the one about the Christian cult lady with the diet. Oh, we watched
2: that! <laughs> I saw that too. That was, uh, yeah, how do they have a weight loss scheme combined? Like, I've never seen this merging of two different stupid things. Like- it
1: is a sneaky, good way into. Starting a religion because people love new weight loss ideas,
2: right? But so it's like the way that all this
1: is is a diet now, come with me. But it's
2: weird how they would like it was such an important thing that, like, I guess one of the siblings, like, and whenever he kind of balloons up due to his depression, they kind of like, all right, sideline him, like, and then when he loses it again, they'll bring him back into the fold. It's such a bizarre
0: thing. How about the how about that fucking chick who they interviewed who was in shadows the entire time, didn't want to reveal her identity because. Her move to get out of the church was so smart was to start an affair with the pastor's kid right. so that she would have to let her go.
1: It's like Sonia Stark energy. You gotta just like doing what you have to do for the long game, right? Yeah, like love it.
0: Super gross. Uh, and yeah, that was uh, in the way that I enjoy ingesting horrible people being horrible for all of the wrong reasons i enjoyed watching that documentary right sure. like it's it's a grifter it's a scumbag using the trappings of religion in order to enrich herself both culturally and financially right to 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 acquire power and it's it involves the justification of beating children Yeah, a, that was the, 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 the kid like, that
2: died yeah, like the those par- from like Georgia, Atlanta, right and they, were, they were like, oh, just beat this kid or like imprison him
0: to, to so that Right, y- yet another sterling example of the only black people in the film showing up and be. Oh yeah, you're from Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? Kind <laughs> of like this
2: whole thing was uh, operation was in Tennessee, but uh, the family and <laughs>
0: everybody else is is from Tennessee, but the, the only flying
1: to, flying to Vermont. We were the we were the there was only white people on right. the yeah. plane, and then what's not happened when you fly to Atlanta? Yeah. You fly to Atlanta, it's nice and anyway, nice. not
0: to make a broader critique, uh, as as is my want, but. Uh, this is uh this is an unfinished product. This is a documentary yeah. that should not have come out yet. This is well, a, the people died to be, kind of, well, yeah, yeah. to be continued. Well, yeah, yeah, it's to be continued. The people, but the, the the point here. Well, he didn't give anything away. The opening frames of the documentary. Okay. Are, well, then
1: shut up. Never mind. The people died. The
0: people died. The opening frames of the documentary. But they didn't really go they into, talk into, about. into detail yeah, they at, do at the top. I was, like, much oh. Clarify
1: that I was like, like,
0: oh, what's up right. with this?
2: plane. And by the
0: way, if because that just
1: happened like a month ago, uh, I well, didn't
2: connect it. I guess before. I just uh, don't remember this story, but I was like, Oh, what? I wonder what happened to that plane. But how many times has it been? I know this is a uh, selection bias, but like the husband, boyfriend, who's like an amateur pilot, like, th- no, leave it to the professionals. Like there's too much of this. Right. Like, didn't JFK do die this way too? Do. Like, Oh, I'll take my wife and her sister. And then yeah.
0: just don't do that. Leave it well, to the, people.
1: people die in cars every. Oh, that's day,
0: acceptable. Every the ten airplane.
1: seconds or something. This is a yeah. risk. This is
0: a risk reward calculation that doesn't make any fucking sense. Is the is the private plane thing? Yeah. Like I. But I can kind of see the, the appeal of how convenient it is. Like, let's
2: say, oh, you can go to Florida for a thing and then fly yeah. back home in thirty-five it, it, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it goes, <laughs> you yeah. know, then.
0: You done. Yeah. You're Kobe Bryant you're fucking dead in a helicopter a crash. Helicopter. A helicopter. That's even worse. Yeah, the helicopters. It's
1: so much worse. Don't talk about it.
0: Anyway, the point that I'm making here is that uh, the content mod, which is never satisfied, never satiated, is going, like the, the bubble is only going to grow. Like yes. the, the content bubble is only going to get worse and more and more things are not going to be worth watching. Right. Like, it used to be that if a fucking documentary showed up on HBO, would be like, Oh, I bet you that that's a fucking good... If an be-
1: HBO-produced documentary showed up on HBO, it was always good.
0: Right. You could this rely on the fact that there's that. an editorial process in place right. that says it's going to cost us this amount of money to to produce this thing and to make it work or that this person spent fucking 40 years working on this documentary right. and now we're going to fork over a pile of money for their work. Like That used to result in like actual important works of art you can being still done. rely
1: on it when it says hbo on and, it that was hbo max
0: and now everything is just a fucking buzzfeed article turned into a documentary right. and, and like, it stretched out over many episodes
2: where it could be tied up in maybe two you know right. or it could just this do is
0: an episode it's not even an episode of 2020 it's uh yeah. it's a, <laughs> it, it's a 22 minute segment on dateline right. is what it should be right like we don't need these things to stretch for six hours
1: that
2: was three hours
0: I'm not talking specifically about this, what I'm talking about. But there
2: have been incidents where I'm watching something on HBO or Netflix where it's like a six-parter, and you're like, why do do I remember the story? And it turns out it was like a one-episode dateline or one episode 48 hours, but it was blown up into six
0: hours. Right. Lori and I were watching a documentary a, uh, a few months ago. We
1: talked about it.
0: No, I don't think we did.
1: The murder one? (laughs) <laughs>
0: They're all fucking murder
1: The ones. girl in the elevator in the hotel murder one?
0: No, not that one. We were watching it about this guy who delivered a package to a place where he used to work and it exploded outside of the oh,
1: yeah, that one. The
0: Mormon offices. Like it was that weird the Mormon the Mormon, one. The Mormon yeah. package bomber. We stopped watching it. Yeah, I stopped, And so yeah, we are watching it yeah. It's like fucking six hours long, and we're two hours into it. I'm like, I swear to God, I've heard this story before, and I'm googling and I'm googling, and it was like, it was literally one of those uh, forensic Forensic files files. episodes.
1: Twenty minutes, twenty minutes, bang, 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 A twenty-minute
0: forensic files episode that they had somehow stretched out into a six-hour fucking documentary, and I. And, like, they're so slow with it that it's taking me forever to figure out that I've heard this fucking story before.
2: So that must mean these producers for these Netflix and whatever, they're just at home not doing shit, watching Forensics Files or 48 Hours. and like, oh, we need to do a deep dive into this, and now will be my six months, you know, just coming up with ideas. And maybe it's basically, like, with social media, it's all about just engagement. So it's not necessarily about quality, just... A lot of quantity. Just throw a lot of stuff, and then when you're flipping through HBO Max, it says just added. Oh, what's this about some weird weight loss thing? Let me watch. Right. And before you can even complain about it, there's a new thing, and you just move on. Maybe they're like. Right. But
0: we're not. We're not a nation of fucking Werner Herzogs and Errol Morrises, right? Like, there's only <laughs> there's only a couple of these guys, and, and and like there's only one serial. And even like most of the other things that have come from cereal just aren't that interesting, right? right? Like it, no, that's... It's yeah. just it's going to be an ongoing problem right. that there's just going to be this flood of fucking shit yeah, and it's going to be difficult most, to find oh, I mean, anything I don't that's have actually time. good.
1: I don't have time to watch everything, so I only watch the stuff that's good.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that's not true. We watch a whole bunch of fucking trash the thing because there's, the, it's very difficult to tell what's actually going to be good. Mostly
1: watch football, and, and also, baseball.
0: Th- there's no reliable...
2: Uh, rating systems that you can rely like no
1: you have to have like three key friends yeah
2: but that's the, they but, all say it but how have they not gotten better at that because like the rotten tomatoes and all that i can't tell what's good or what's not good based on those ratings it's just randomly sometimes it's like we want this to be good because they're talking about an important topic but the actual quality of the product sucks but it's still right. getting 90 percent for some reason
0: so it's like right it's like it's, it's almost like Frontline. Like, Frontline is sometimes so fucking good, I can't fucking believe it. And then the other, like, 60% of the time, it's like, well, I could have read an article right. that summed up all of this information in 10 fucking minutes. Right. Why did you make me sit here for 90? Right. Anyway, that will uh, do it for us tonight, I think. Unless, Abe, have you got anything else for us tonight?
2: I, I don't, unless uh, I do. No, you, okay. you don't.
0: Okay. <laughs> I guess that's all we've got for tonight And we will talk to you next time Later Oh,
2: good ears. (sighs) Through the headset, too. Look at you. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on up there. Is it true? Is it just a made-up thing that parents develop hearing for their children?
0: I know that I get more annoyed... So whenever fucking Fred starts making certain noises, the it, cat. Like, it, it yeah the cat. It annoys me to my core in a way that like it's it's infuriating to me. Uh, like, like it just <laughs> like it makes it makes me mad when she's when she's begging for something, and like I cannot fucking hear it, and I'll do anything to make it stop. Uh, I don't have that problem with the kids. With the kids I can I just like switch it off okay. and I just fucking ignore it. Uh, but Lori has that problem with the kids where if she hears it, it's like, oh God, what? We have to fix it. We have to stop it now. Uh, Probably yeah, by I design. I, I'm supposed to have that reaction right. to the children, but instead I have it with the fucking cat.
2: Probably the cat intercepted your
0: ability. A lot of opportunities there to get off a good one. That's a beautiful report, by the way. I'll put the link in the show notes.
2: Right, but it seems like going there when it's just everybody's on top of each other kind of undercuts the whole
0: point of going to one of these places. And yeah, it looks it's... like fucking Disney World. Yeah, it's <laughs> just way too many fucking people.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but like Disney World, people can go when they're on vacation.
0: Yeah, but that number blows me away. By the way, it doesn't seem possible. Three hundred and thirty million people visited national parks and. 2019. This year, a
1: lot of, uh, more
2: people than usual. That was
0: 2019. Oh. 330 million people visited national parks in 2019. How,
2: how many times are they counting Tyler on that?
0: I was going to say, a Tyler... counts no.
1: for. Like I think it's like a YouTube view. I think if you go multiple times, that counts every time. Okay. Yeah. So they're counting him as many times as he went.
0: Yeah, Tyler might be like 35,000 of those visits, so I don't know if that counts. Now you ready. King Wyatt! Yeah.